Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to Psyched with Sherelle Hicks and Carrie Nickel, produced and broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. Good morning, Sherelle. Happy Friday to you, sweet girl. Good morning, Miss Carrie, and how are you this morning? I have to be honest with you, Sherelle. I am dragging, girl. I am dragging. <laughs> I think oh. I got about four and a half hours of sleep last night, so I'm going to do my best to hold on today. <laughs> Any particular reason why? Yeah. Overstimulated? What, what you got going on? Yeah, I think too much caffeine with dinner. Ooh. Need to learn to not drink tea with dinner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So today is going to be a day. <laughs> just going to be a day, Sherelle, that's all. How are you, honey? I'm doing great. I just made me a good smoothie with some bananas and Ooh. strawberries. You're so good. You take good care of yourself, honey. I'm trying, girl. And as soon as we get finished with this show and put on some tennis shoes and hit the street. Oh, Again, you know. Uh huh. You've 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 really gotten to. You've become quite physical, haven't you? Absolutely. I don't know if anybody out there has ever done ever done any taekwondo, but that's my new vision is to become, you know, this martial art kind of woman with a lot of power. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's good. I tell you, it just makes you feel good, doesn't it? Just doing anything. It really does. And, you know, it's funny because people will come in and they'll have these major goals in regard to how much weight they want to lose or, or, you know, what they want to achieve. And they they think, oh, you know, I'm never going to get there. Why bother even getting started? But what I've noticed is that even just getting started, immediately you start feeling better. You become, you start getting back in touch with your physical self, and you, it just becomes so much more relaxed and at peace and centered. So, um, I'm so happy that you've made that change in your life. I think it's a wonderful thing. It's helped me out well, a lot. It, well, you definitely have been a strong influence because, girl, you are the workout queen. <laughs> <laughs> When we left that conference the other weekend, I was exhausted. And he was like, hey, I'm getting ready to go work out. I was like, okay, she's nuts. <laughs> That's right. You went and partied and danced, and I went to the gym. What's up That's with That's right. That was, so I guess we both worked out, Carrie, if you really think about it. That's true. You were having is definitely a good workout. Oh, yes, ma'am, it is. If you're out there and doing some serious cutting of the rug, yeah, you can work up a sweat. Mm-hmm. I love the boogie. I love it. <laughs> I do, too. I do, too. <laughs> which so. brings us to our topic today, um, which we are going to be talking about depression in the midst of this recession. Mm-hmm. And um, at the conference that we attended, I, I met this young lady who her topic was depression, recession. And so... We have invited her to come on the show and kind of talk about what she what she does for a living and what she's noticed in this recession era and how it's affecting people. Welcome, Miss Summers. Thank you, Sherelle. Thank you, Carrie. Good morning to you both. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm very excited to be with you today. Good. We're excited to have you. Mm. Thanks. 
Uh, you guys want me to go ahead and introduce myself? Absolutely, please. All right. Yes, and it was a pleasure meeting you, Cheryl, down at the uh, LPC conference. I am uh, Latanya Summers. I'm the executive director here in Charlotte, North Carolina, at a, a private counseling practice called Life Skills Counseling and Consulting. I started the practice in 2007, um, counseling children. Um, adolescents, adults, and families, but what I quickly found, what I quickly learned after opening the practice is I opened the practice right in the fallout of the recession, and um, the practice built itself um, almost immediately um, full of people who were dealing with what I call recession depression, and that term is not mine. I actually uh, found it during some research, but people who were just dealing with the um, emotional fallout of the economy as the, the uh, economy continued to decline, so are our emotions and so are our moves right along with our money. Um, so I had to restructure the business because the traditional counseling just was not working with this particular population. Um, and I had just come from working on a psychiatric unit with people who were uh, suicidal and homicidal, so I learned to work really fast. And that approach um, helped and worked with people who were dealing with financial stressors. And so my whole practice is built upon helping people through uh, this economy. And that's, um, I'm also the, the president of the North Carolina Black Mental Health Alliance and also a minister, a novelist, a mommy, a wife. I wear 50,000 different roles. So Ooh, I'm, glad to my, yes, I'm glad to make my life stop uh, in order <laughs> to be with you guys this morning. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. So I guess I, um, so tell me, tell us what your thoughts are in regard to working with this population. What have you noticed that uh, may actually be different maybe from traditional depression, the folks that are dealing with the depression just related to the recession? Yeah, you know, people who deal with, you know, I hate to even say regular depression, Carrie. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hear what you're, yeah. Yes. Maybe. I so hate to say regular depression. Uh-huh. The people who are dealing with depression that's not related to recession and finance, there you, go. you know, they are, um, you know, they may do therapy in a traditional sense, know that you're going to be with your therapist for a long period of time, knowing that we have time to walk through, you know, my life history so you can find all that information out. But what I learned with people who are struggling with money, it's, girl, I need help today, right now. I need hope. I'm on my last, um, I'm at the tail end. I'm hanging on by a thread. What can you do for me? So traditional therapy and taking forever, yeah, it just it does not work. Um, so I am working at the beginning, very first session, instilling hope in people and and helping them to come up with ways to be able to deal with their emotions. And one thing, and I know some people may not agree with this, but but one thing I will say is, you know, you're not depressed because you're broke. You're broke because you're depressed. And so helping people change their mind frame about economics and money, uh, instilling hope in that way, helps them to get clear enough to figure out what to do financially. Oh, I think that's awesome. Uh-huh. Absolutely. That's, yeah, because, so then, <laughs> because then that gives them sort of the feeling, which they should have, of the fact that they can actually do something about that. If, the, if they understand that the... You know, they're being broke, as you call it, has to do with their depression. Then they, you know, that gives them a sense of capability, sense of being able to do something about it. So yes, that's absolutely. awesome. 
Yes, I'm helping people to realize, you know, you have options. You know, they may not look like what you want, and they certainly are not going to feel good, but you definitely have options. And, and oftentimes my clients come to me feeling like there's no other way out except suicide, um, which we've seen in the, the media with all the murder-suicides, you know, the families that are taking each other out um, because just because of the hope or the people who are losing homes and faxing in suicide letters to the mortgage company. I'm like, you know, this is big. This is real. Um, and so I am enjoying what I do just and just to see them come into my office one way and to leave a totally different way and to see them um, become successful and oftentimes encouraging them to be entrepreneurs um, mm-hmm. so that they'll, they'll never, you know, no one else can take what's theirs away from them. And it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful process. Now, Ms. Summers, you said something about resources, and I know uh, in this economy a lot of the programs are being cut due to, you know, the budget cuts. Do you guys have many resources that you're able to assist your clients with in your area? Um, the wonderful thing, I guess, about being a therapist is you, you get to meet totally different people in different areas of life. Um, even their clients. I have clients who work in the banking and the mortgage industry who are helping people save, you know, their houses. Um, their financial struggle might be something else, um, but utilizing them. Of course, not saying to another client, girl, you need, I got a client who can help you save your house. You know, not that way, but saying, you know, here's an, an organization, an agency here um, that has experience saving houses, you know, call this particular organization. But yes, there are, um, you know, United Way and nonprofit organizations uh, that are out there helping. And of course, you know, Bank of America, um, who's now um, kind of halting the foreclosure program or prolonging it that people, so people can stay in their houses. Um, but in order to do this, you definitely have to be uh, well-rounded and reading to find out what's out there because people do need resources. And when you're financially stressed, your mind does not think of the obvious. <laughs> you know? No, no, it doesn't. Yes, your mind only says, you know, you have no options. So your mind says, you know, don't open the bills, don't answer the phone, uh, which further backs you into a corner. But in therapy, I'm having to teach, believe it or not, people to open the mail, Mm -hmm. um, answer the phone. And this is what you say when you answer the phone. So. So I know one of the things that we were thinking about focusing on, on today in regard to uh, recession depression is the impact on people's relationships. So could you talk a few minutes about what you see in regard to that? Yes, uh, the, the, the economy is definitely putting stress on course, it's uh, more crime, you know, more violent. Um, people are angry. People are, you know, walking on edge. Um, walking time bombs, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely relationships and intimate relationships. You know, if one person's laid off, you know, I have clients who are coming in saying, you know, he was in one spot when I left to go to work, and he was in that same spot when I came back. Oh. <laughs> yes. So, you know, that particular issue in relationships or um, just the financial part of it, you know, moms and kids, you know, I'm struggling, you know, the parents are thinking, I'm struggling trying to figure out how I'm going to feed you and you need shoes. So then there's the parent-child relationship as well. And, I mean, it's, it's just a pot. Um, and then sexually, now there's two things going on sexually, though. In my practice, by the time people get to me as a therapist, it's like, about how we going to pay the bills. I don't want to be touched. Mm-hmm. I'll, 
outside of therapy, though, it's totally different. If you'll notice, there's, uh, you know, KY Jelly commercials, condom sales are up. I went to Rite Aid for sanitary products, and they were selling personal massagers. I mean, just stuff that was not there years ago, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, or over-the-counter, all you could find was maybe uh, a lubricant and condoms. Now you find... I mean, I just could not believe personal massagers. I mean, and that's a nice way of saying dildo. I mean, it's a nice term for. Mm-hmm. And I just could not believe that this is on the shelves. But so uh, outside of therapy, sex is on the rise. But, of course, the people I see don't want to be touched, and it's destroying relationships and marriages. Oh. Miss Summers, I'm so glad you told me that because, you know, I was in Rite Aid not too long ago and I, I, I didn't even take notice to that, but it makes sense now since I've heard you said that. But listen, let's take a break and when we come back, we're going to continue to talk to Miss, Miss Summers and Miss Summers, if you would just hold tight, we'll be right back. I sure will. Hi, this is Jessica Dorvaj, host of the Where Is My Guru show, and you are listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. The definition of guru is to lead from darkness to light, and one who is regarded as having great knowledge, wisdom, and authority in a certain area, and who uses it to guide others. Join us on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Where Is My Guru show, where gurus from the areas of art, travel, creative activism, wellness, and the spa share their infinite wisdom and maybe a glass of wine. Fridays at 3 p.m. right here on Hear Women Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Donna. Join us Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern right here on hearwomentalk.com. <laughs> Fridays the day. Here, hey, We're, just hush. I'm doing this. Fridays the day, hearwomentalk.com is the place for fun and fantasy, entertainment. And it's dirty. And in information. It's sexy. Right here on Hear Women Talk Radio. It's sassy. We'll be here. You should be too. You're gonna love it. When you're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, home of Zeus Broadcast Network and Hear Women Talk, there's a wonderful adventure that you should try. Carolina Safari Jeep Tours. Go to www.carolinasafari.com and check out Carolina Safari. Mention Hear Women Talk and get a discount from Carolina Safari Jeep Tours. See another side of Myrtle Beach. Get wild with wildlife. Explore history, nature, and mystery on a Carolina Safari Jeep Tour. Tonight, take an adventure on the Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Explore the haunted swamps where alligators and the ghosts from long ago still reside. Stroll across floating walkways beneath the Spanish moss as your pirate guide leads you by lantern and shares 13 spooky tales along the way. The Ghost Walk departs nightly at dusk, only at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Call 843-361-2700 or visit MyrtleBeachGhostWalk.com for advanced tickets. The Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network.
Welcome back to Psyched, folks, with Sherelle Hicks and Carrie Nickel. Today we're talking about recession depression uh, with a guest that we have online with us, uh, Ms. Summers, who has a practice in Charlotte, North Carolina, and who specializes in this particular area. And uh, we're talking about really the impact on relationships and primary relationships. And So do you find in general, though, that it, that it does have a tendency to drive people apart, or do you also see cases where maybe people actually, it improves their relationship and they come together? That's right. Um, that's right, Carrie. I think there, there are two. And when I presented at the conference, I did present some statistics on there are, uh, I think it was about 32% of uh, the people in the survey saying that the recession had driven them apart. But then the 70, the other 70% said that they were closer, um, that right. they felt close together. Um, so, I mean, that's encouraging to know that for the most part, we're being brought together. Um, almost have no choice, you know, because we're spending less, less entertainment. We're home together more. Um, right. So the beauty of it is, is it is bringing um, people, for the most part, closer together. Yeah, um, abs- that's yeah. good. That's great. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember being, you know, there was a time in my life that I was very, very, let's just say, not financially gifted <laughs> and had my kids at home with me, and we would get extremely creative about, things to do to entertain ourselves and to spend time together as a family. Um, and I felt like some, you know, when I look back on that time, um, you know, I have a lot of really fond memories of, of, you know, those days that we would just, I remember one afternoon it had rained and I looked outside and my side yard didn't have a lot of grass and it was muddy and the sun had come out and I said, kids, put your bathing suits on. We're going to go outside and play in the mud. <laughs> we covered ourselves from head to toe in mud. And it's some of those things that I don't even think I would have done if I hadn't have been forced to be creative, you know. So, I think another thing, Carrie and Cheryl, that, that we see is there are two kinds of people affected by the economy. And, and maybe more than that, but I'll say the person who has always had money but now, as a result of the economy, may not have as much as they used as they used to have, so they're having to adjust to that. And then there's the person who's not always had, but is now struggling more as a result of the economy. Um, and the person who is struggling more than they used to struggle, or the person who's never had, they may not have the wherewithal to say, "Okay, guys, we're going to go outside and play." I mean, they've always been on survival mode, so now. Right. Imagine that being amplified three or five times. No, I ain't going outside playing no mud. No, I don't want to play. I don't want to play Monopoly, and I don't want to sit here and watch TV with you. I need to figure out how to feed you. Um, so again, two two different kinds of populations being affected by the economy, and I mm-hmm. both kinds um, here in my office. I have a question for you, Miss Summers. Um, a lot of times when we work with uh, consumers that are struggling with depression, we do recommend medication management. Um, oftentimes, I, I do run into consumers who say, I don't want to take any medication. Uh, I don't believe in it. And then I have some clients that's like, how soon can I get on more medication? Um, how is medication affecting a person's love life does it take away from their desires, or it, it, does it increase their desires? Oh, absolutely. There are certain antidepressants and mood stabilizers that do affect uh, 
it do affect their love life, uh, makes it go down, um, it just depletes that sex drive altogether. Also, with the economy, people are um, choosing, uh, I can't say that, but the people who are choosing to be on uh, birth control, limiting, you know, don't want to get pregnant now during a recession. We're struggling as it is. Um, let's take birth control to prevent having any kids right now. And that birth control kills the sex drive as well. I have a client I'm working with now who's um, taking a shot for birth control and just has no sex drive at all. And the husband's like, okay, yeah, we need therapy. This is a <clears throat> They blockers are big for um, affecting libidos. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that case, you know, people should certainly talk with their doctor and see if they can try something milder or uh, decrease the dosage of the antidepressant and definitely supplement it with therapy. Um, because again, the antidepressants and most stabilizers are treating symptoms. Okay, if I have a headache, I take Tylenol. It deals with the symptoms, but maybe not the thing that caused the headache. Mm-hmm. Therapy and maybe you know sex therapy might even be prescribed in that case. Um, my last question about that: um, Do you, if you have a client that says, "I don't want to be on antidepressants," but you clearly see that they are in crisis, uh, do you recommend anything else that could possibly help them through this uh, difficult time? Yes, um, especially uh, African American clients you know, already come in and I don't want to take medications, you know, because as culture, as a population, we don't necessarily take um, medications. But for any client who wouldn't want to take medication, I kind of partner with them. I say, okay, you know what? Uh, well, we'll try therapy. We're going to give it three weeks, three, four weeks. But if at the end of three to four weeks you're still in the same place, then at that particular point, then we're going to try the medication. And most likely they're, um, you know, never been turned down that way. They accept that challenge. And then there have been some people who need, you know, who would go on the medications after that. But yeah, I don't even challenge them, try to convince them, um, especially, of course, they can't be suicidal. Um, mm-hmm. But then there are there are people who get better and who work at not taking the medications, and then they don't need them after that. So, well, Miss Summers, if you hold tight, we have a caller. Maybe you can help this person out as well. Uh, Michael, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Good morning, ladies and Miss Summers. Hey, good morning. Can you hear us? How how are we? Great. How are you? Just fine. Just fine. You know, my off day, so I get to hang out with you all for a little bit. Fantastic. Did you hear our topic today? Yeah, listen to that sex drive. That's rough, but um, <laughs> the um, the mental problems you all are talking about that that's a big topic. How so, Michael? Because if you don't learn to, let's put it this way: the world we live in can be an uninviting zoo if you don't learn to embrace uncertainty. And, of course, with the recession, a lot of things are uncertain. But you just have to acknowledge everything, you know, and make it your responsibility. Because yourself should be kept in the high maintenance at all times. So no matter whether it's 
good, bad, or basically ugly, you have to feel deep enough within yourself that you can overcome those obstacles. Now, it might not happen immediately, but like they say, if you stop the race, you're never winning. But you can slow down and catch your breath and then pick up and still win. You just have to have enough drive and determination. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think about the recession has got everybody, like she said, doing less, spending less, and actually thinking about what we'll have later. But, I mean, the future is now. If you don't do it now, you won't have anything later. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think I think actually one of the challenges is really to just embrace uncertainty. Period. I mean, I don't think that uncertainty is, you know, that it's uh, sort of unique to this situation. I think one thing that we need to to just sort of learn to do in life is recognize that everything's uncertain. <laughs> Pretty much. There, Everything but ourselves. We need to learn, just sort of learn to depend on ourselves and to to have uh, you know faith and and trust ourselves and our abilities and our capabilities to get us through. But recognizing that we have absolutely no control over anything, really. And I'm going to go back to you're what right. Because yeah. Go ahead, Michael. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you know. Like she said, the possibility of getting, keeping, succeeding, it's almost like if you don't entertain the possibilities that you dream about, what you wish about will never come true. You know, so it's really the outside world only affects you when it comes to giving you, but you have to be able to almost take to survive. I mean... Nothing is free, as we all know it, right? So it's almost like if you don't wake up every morning with a positive attitude, you're already two steps behind. Yep. And that's what a lot of people don't get. They wake yep. up saying, okay, I got to go to this job again. Why do I got to deal with my boss again? When the real thing is, if they just stop speculating and appreciate what they already have, they'll be two steps ahead instead of trying to catch up. Mm-hmm. Earl and Carrie, I think um, Michael has a really good point. Michael, you brought a whole lot of good stuff in there that if we were to accept uh, responsibility, if we were to be grateful for what we already have, um, and just to stay present-minded rather than uh, so far out, you know, in the future waiting on, you know, the great by-and-by or something to happen, those are really good things. And as a therapist, one of the things I teach my clients is the advantages of a recession. I mean, we tend to look at, you know, how horrible it is, um, how bad it feels and how we're going under. But I'm like, the advantages of a recession is it makes people resourceful. It yep. makes dig into what they have and what they believe. Um, it makes them go out and, you know, do things that they normally wouldn't do because we've become so comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then the, um, the advantages or can, you know, can look at it more optimistically, then they're empowered and they do things they never thought they would do or things they've been waiting on to be able to do. So it's not all bad. And oftentimes I encourage people, stay off the news. You know, those companies, they fuel your fears. You know, they, they make you look at the circumstances. But it's not a recession for everybody. So. 
Absolutely. It does. It causes people to become more creative and maybe tap into parts of themselves that they, they quite honestly haven't had to for so long, so they sort of lose touch with. But being forced to have to think outside of the box and have to think creatively, then maybe they can sort of reawaken that part of themselves and really learn some things about themselves that they had long forgotten. So absolutely, I think that's great. That's a great way to look at it. And, and I'm going to play as the angel's advocate. You, you guys notice I didn't say devil. Um, <laughs> but there is someone out there on this line right now today, and they're listening to us, and they're saying, oh, all of that sounds good, but I'm in the midst of this recession, and I've got to feed my kids, I've got to go to work, and I have a man at home that he all he wants is sex. And I'm taking my my antidepressants, and I just don't know how to get off the porch. So as we're talking about it, we live it every day because we're therapists. And Michael, I know you're a novelist, and and you your your mission is, is to help people be healthy and whole. But for that person out there that's listening, that's saying, I really want to be that way, because I have a lot of clients that the first thing they say as I begin to do my cognitive behavioral therapy and try to move them into a positive direction, the first thing they say is, I can't do it. The second statement is, it's going to be too hard. But listen, guys, it's time for a break, and we, when we come back, we'll finish up this discussion. Think of some ways that we can help people out there that's having those thoughts. See you in a little bit. This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. That's galore. Visit our store at 4822 Highway 17 at Barefoot Landing. We have the largest source of hats in the greater Grand Strand area. Tilly, Stetson, Indiana Jones, Wallaroo, Top Hats, Mad Hatter, Derbies, Felts, Fedoras, Cowboy, Golfer, Driver, Life is Good. We carry a large selection of women's fashion hats as well as Red Hat Society hats. We also have an assortment of umbrellas, canes, and walking sticks. Hats Galore, located at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach. We are the best source for hats in the Grand Strand area. Hats Galore at Barefoot.com. Hi, this is Jessica Doravage, host of the Where Is My Guru show. Join us Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Hear Women Talk. Hi, folks. This is private investigator Vicki Childs, host of the Vicki Childs show on Hear Women Talk Radio. How safe is your cell phone? Is someone listening to all your calls or reading your text messages? How about your computer? Is someone watching all of your keystrokes? Or do you want to know what your child, your employee, or your spouse are doing on a computer or cell phone? If you need computer or cell phone forensics, do what I do. Talk to Steve Abrams at AbramsForensics.com. Steve is a highly respected and skilled forensics expert as well as an attorney. Contact Steve Abrams for a free 15-minute consultation at AbramsForensics.com. That's AbramsForensics.com. Or click on the Abrams Forensics banner ad on Hear Women Talk and use promo code A. HWT. All right, you ready? Can we get started? Oh, we're just going to do that one. Yeah. You ready? Okay. Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Donna. Join us Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern right here on hearwomentalk.com. <laughs> Why'd you add that? We added this part. 
Ding, 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 ding. Okay, start over. Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Donna. Join us Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> right here on Hear Women Talk. And laugh. Be engaged. Be entertained. Be there. For this Scott and Donna show. Yeah. I was supposed to say well, that. Well, you didn't underline it. Well, I'm supposed to say it, though. Okay, well, say it. Just knock it off. Be Just quiet. Say it. The Scott and Donna show. Awesome. You satisfied? Be there. All right. Hi, my name is Jesse Jordan with Further Faster Initiatives, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. Welcome back to Psyched with Sherelle Hicks and Carrie Nickel. I really miss our theme song, Sherelle. I do, too. Do it for us one time, Carrie, please. What you think now? What you feel now? Man, those were the days, Sherelle. Just <laughs> 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 like, just like, Damn. We got now. Want to have to like edit that out? That's licensed music. We can't have that on oh. there. <laughs> I got hey, Carrie. I got fifty cents for you, so I'll pay for that little bit you just did. But Carrie, you got to tell the new callers that are on the line about this song because they just think we're crazy. Tell I, them about our theme song. Our theme song was uh, what was it called? Was it "To Be Real" by what was her name? I can't even think of it now. Cheryl Wayne. Cheryl that's it, Cheryl Lynn. Sure. You know what? And one thing we need to do too, Cheryl, is give out our phone number today. What is our phone oh, number yeah. if folks want to call in? Six five six six four two two zero seven one. No, no, it's six four six six five two twenty seventy one. And also, we'd like to direct you to our new page. We've we've started a page on Facebook, which is what Psyched Every Friday. So if you guys who are listening are on Facebook, if you're Facebook users, please find us. We'd love to have you on our page. Yep. Uh-huh. we got a big contest coming up, Carrie. Tell me uh, about here. the contest. Why did you? It was your idea, Sherelle. <laughs> Hi, this is Jessica Dorvaj, host of the Where Is My Guru show, and you are listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. The definition of guru is to lead from darkness to light, and one who is regarded as having great knowledge, wisdom, and authority in a certain area, and who uses it to guide others. Join us on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Where Is My Guru show, where gurus from the areas of art, travel, creative activism, wellness, and the spa share their infinite wisdom and maybe a glass of wine. Fridays at 3 p.m. right here on Hear Women Talk Radio. All right, you ready? Can we get started? Oh, we're just going to do that one. Yeah. You ready? Okay. Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Donna. Join us Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern right here on hearwomentalk.com. <laughs> Why'd you add that? We added this part. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, start over. Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Donna. Join us Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern <laughs> right here on Hear Women Talk. And laugh. Be engaged. Be entertained. Be there. For this... Scott and Donna show. Yeah, I was supposed to say well, that. Well, you didn't underline it. Well, I'm supposed to say it, though. Okay, well, say it. Just knock it off. Just Be quiet. Say it. The Scott and Donna show. Awesome. You satisfied? Be there. All right. 
Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. back, folks, to Psych with Carrie and Sherelle, where we're here talking about depression, recession, and how it affects your relationship, your intimacy. And before we got off the air, I made a disclaimer that uh, for a person who is facing depression and they have this wonderful person at home who's needing love from them and they're not able to perform and the stressors that they may feel. And I want to ask the therapist, does she have any uh, advice to those ladies or even men who are maybe the breadwinner and also have this over their head with keeping a healthy sexual relationship? Thank you, Cheryl. I um I would definitely recommend for for anyone who feels that kind of pressure. Sometimes it's hard to deal with it within the family, and I would encourage you definitely go find someone you guys can uh, trust to talk to, whether it's a pastor, whether it's a married couple, uh, married friends who are like you guys, or a family member you can trust. I mean, and the key word is someone you can trust because oftentimes we go to people for support and advice and they can't support us and they definitely can't advise us. But I would say go find someone, a therapist or a counselor, and counseling and therapy is not bad um, in spite of, you know, how we feel about it. I would say, you know, go and talk to somebody. And you spoke about the person who says, you know, I can't do it and it's too hard. Um, and I would say, you know what, it is hard. Um, but one thing I, I tell myself and I teach my clients, hard is not impossible. Mm-hmm. Difficult is not impossible. Yes, it is going to be hard, but so is being broke and stuck and frustrated and depressed. Mm. Both are hard. Mm-hmm. You get to choose, you know, you get to choose the outcome on this one. Um, or the person who says, I can't. And I'm like, you know, that's wonderful that you even acknowledge the fact that you can't. Um, but now let's focus on what you can do. And what you can do is you can ask for help or you can go and get help. Um, so, again, I help people to focus on uh, what they do have, the strength and the resources, you know, that they do have and who they are instead of uh, who they're not or what they can't do and what they don't have. That's too depressing. Absolutely. And I have one other question uh, before we move, move on. There's some new tea or something, a coffee that's out that people are selling and you drink it with your partner and it gives you um, this feeling to want to have sex. What do you think about... Is someone (laughs) laughing at me? I'm sorry. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Man. It's it's like a coffee and you drink it and and they say that you just want to just make love all night. What do you think about those kind of things? I'm with Carrie on this one. I just want to laugh out loud, okay? <laughs> Please do. I'm like, what in the, you know, what in the world? And so now we need, and caffeine, and when Carrie said she was uh, dragging because she'd had tea or caffeine, I'm like, okay, that's a sex killer right there. So I can't understand, you know, how, how this how this coffee or this drink would make us want to have sex. I mean, wow. but is that is that what we've been reduced to? Now I've got to take something to help me be with my partner. 
maybe yeah maybe I shouldn't be with this particular person if I got to drink something to make me want to be with you well, I'm telling you it's a new hot thing on the market where did you say about this Sherelle well you know what you don't need to know where I know about all of this <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that sounded a little defensive to me <laughs> always trying to put me on the spot but no actually it, it really is something out there because I, I have a, a girlfriend that was expressing that and I was going to invite she and her, her fiance over for breakfast and just serve it to him to see if it really happens <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like slipping somebody a Mickey Sherelle <laughs> yes Sherelle you should have went to psychology and not counseling <laughs> hey the fat lady had sang now, so it's a possibility. But listen, guys, we have a caller. We we want to get some of these people in. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for calling. We always appreciate appreciate to hear your wisdom. Uh, but we have Erica on hold. Can we have Erica, Dustin? Hello, Erica. Are you Hello? there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, Erica. Welcome to Hear Women Talk with Psych with Carrie and Sherelle. What's on your mind today? Well, hello. Um, I'm enjoying listening to the show. <laughs> and that thing about the coffee, you know, I'm going to go on the Internet and <laughs> all the research that one. <laughs> Maybe we should all go and buy some stock in this now before, <laughs> before Thank it gets you, Carrie. <laughs> and, and people who visit me, beware. <laughs> <laughs> You're just trying to spread the love, right, but, um, Yeah. So what's on your mind, Erica? Yeah. Okay, well, you know, I was listening to um, you talking about people that are depressed because of the recession, um, you know, and not have enough money, losing homes, and about to lose their homes. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, I kind of have a different issue uh, other than being depressed about the economy but um uh, about a year ago i began to have high anxiety and depressing feelings because of a change in my daily routine um for some years i'd been a stay-at-home mother and you know i decided to go back out in the workforce and um the job that i did work um it was very stressful. Um, they were constantly monitoring us over the phone. We were being monitored about three times a day, every day, like clockwork. Mm -hmm. And the least little thing that we did or said wrong, we were penalized for it. And um, also the job was a temporary job. You know, we didn't know how long we would be with the company, but it looked like they only had us there long enough to accomplish the campaign that they were doing and then after that they were letting people go left and right and I mean during the middle of our shifts they were calling us in the office and you know like you know well we don't need you anymore you know so I mean it was very stressful you know and then on top of that you know I had to get daycare for my three year old or well, two year old at the time and that was stressful as well because it was like jumping through hoops just to get a daycare voucher with the social services and you know everything had to be just so for the voucher and mm -hmm. if it wasn't 
you know, then my child wouldn't be able to stay at the daycare for this length of time. He'd only be able to go a half a day, you know, and, and different things that I would have to try to make accommodations for just in case I didn't go to work, you know, or if I had something else I had to do aside from work and my child was not supposed to be at the daycare center from what they were telling me. You know, so it became very stressful. And, um, you know, um, about April of last year, I started having these bouts of high anxiety and depression. And I didn't know what was going on with me. And it seemed like it would always come about when it was time for my cycle. And I had never went through anything like this ever before in my life with this anxiety. So I went to my doctor. The doctor tried me on different medications. The medications were not working because I was still having the anxiety and the depression like clockwork every month. Um, and it was just, you know, it was just so frustrating because you feel helpless. You know, anyone that's ever been depressed, it's a very helpless feeling. You know, I got so depressed, I couldn't even take care of my children. I had to get my then 14-year-old son to look after his siblings. And I just would be in my room laying on my bed crying, you know, and it, it nothing was helping me, you know. So um, what I had done earlier this year... Um, I looked into alternative met methods for depression and anxiety, and um, I came across uh, Chinese acupuncture. And actually, I started off with an acupuncturist, and then I found out there was an acupressurist. And an acupressurist, they use magnets um, instead of using needles. So I began to see this acupressurist, and as I began to go and see this individual, the depression and the anxiety just started subsiding. It just started going away, you know. And from what the man told me, you know, we have, our system has to be in balance. And when things, you know, start happening in our lives that cause us to feel worry and depression, our bodies are out of balance. And yes. so the acupressure helps our bodies to get back into balance, to be able to handle life, everyday life, you know, things that come up. And I tell you, you know, it, it it was really something that I needed, you know, because after I started going a couple of times, I just felt so much better after the sessions. And then gradually I didn't need to go as often as I was going, you know. And, I mean, it, it's just such a good feeling, you know. Um, and, 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 you know, and a lot of people don't think of those types of things to do, but that, that is an alternative method for, you know, aside from medication, you know, um, if you're feeling that way, you know, to go see an acupressurist and, you know, they will help you to get back into balance and get your mind stable, you know, and also the number one thing that helped me to get out of the depression and anxiety was to turn to God, you know, and I began to pray, I began to have more faith and trust in God. And, you know, God began to just start moving those obstacles that were in my way, you know, out. And, 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 you know, the things that I would think on that made me feel depressed and anxious, it didn't make me feel that way anymore because I had God in my life. And, you know, it's just, you know, the best thing anyone could ever do is to just turn it over to God and allow God to, you know, handle your situation. Oh, thank you so much. 
We appreciate you calling, Erica, and we would love to talk with you. But we got one other caller that we want to get in. But please stay on the air because we'll come back and talk about what what you just said. So have a good morning, and please tune in next week. I'm sure we're going to uh, need your your wisdom and what we're talking about. Have a good day now, Karen. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Thank Fine. you so much. I've enjoyed listening to it. As uplifting as it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, Karen. Uh, maybe, uh, yes, hello. Hi, what's on your mind this Can morning, you hear Karen? Me? Absolutely. Yes, okay. yes. Well, you know, I had a, I had a question, really, and it was just a thought. Um, um, I've located uh, from the States over over to uh, Europe in the last few years and had lived in New York City for a long time and um, was chatting back and forth here uh, during your show um, on the live chat. And one of the things that I find so uh, difficult is that so many people are going through such hard times and... Um, in New York City, in the world that I was in and everything, we we all did pretty well. We all uh, earned a lot of money, the whole bit and everything. That re- recession came, and i got to tell you, we're all like, you know, um, politely say balls to the walls. I mean, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's really tough. And um, I call back home quite a bit, you know, keep in touch with my friends and everything. But the... Um, the hard thing is, is, and the thing, the question that I want to ask is, how do you, how do you be a friend to a friend that's suffering so much? Um, what, are, what are good, good tips when you? Uh, the most wonderful thing would be to throw them five hundred thousand dollars, but uh, that doesn't really happen. So, what are the realistic tips of, of supporting a friend that's in financial trouble? Sherell, would you like to take this one, huh? No, actually, I would like to offer that up to Miss Summers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, Karen. How you doing? Okay. Good. I would, you know, one of the hardest things in dealing with someone in depression um, is to know when, to know how to set boundaries and to know how to give that person over to someone who has the energy and the the resources to help them. Um, I know in my own life and oftentimes in my clients' lives, it's like that person is drowning and it's hard for me to jump in and save them because I'm going to drown too. Um, and so oftentimes I, I have to teach my clients something that's really hard to say, you know, my life or your life and I have to choose mine, but let me send you to someone who can help you because I can't. Um, and I think that's hard for many of us mm-hmm. because we want to be able to help because we love them. But it's like, I can't die with you. And for someone who is... Um, no, that's very true. Yeah. It is very true. Yeah. 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 It, it's, it's hard. But, it's, it's I, a, I mean, you know, it's the comforting words, I guess, say, that seems to be about all I can do sometimes. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. Yes, and you and you have to yeah, be careful. But, but I do, but I do understand what you mean. What you mean about like uh, trying to turn them over to someone that can help them, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, some kind of resources or whatever, thinking out of the box yourself to try to see what can what can be done sometimes. But that, yeah, that, no, that's that's a good point. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it doesn't make any sense for both of us to walk away depressed. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so you have to really be careful. No, it's true. It's true. It, 
yeah, yeah. It's actually it's actually very very hard for me to uh, call home. Uh-huh. Uh, so many people have been affected. Um, I, I mean, myself included. I mean, I'm I'm hardly in a camp happy campground myself, but um, but it, it, it's it's hard sometimes just to even pick up the phone when when truly all my friends really do want is a comforting word, you know. Um, mm-hmm. um, but it, it, it's a challenge. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that was one one of my thoughts too. I think that oftentimes when friends or family members come to us with their problems, it, it we have a sense of we need to do something to help them. Yeah. You know, it's almost like we feel like they've handed it to us, and now it's our job to kind of figure it out. And and and, and I think what you're saying is very true, Karen. I think most of the time, what it is that people really need is just to be heard. Just to know that that there's someone there yeah. who's listening and who's supporting them, um, and that's and that's most of the time all you can do. But that's so important. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. No, Thank you true. so much, Karen, for calling. We really appreciate uh, the participation. And ladies, uh, we are about to bring the show to an end. Uh, Miss Summers, we greatly appreciate uh, you calling in. And if you would, um, as we stated before, we have a Facebook page. We would like for everyone to join and be our friends, not only on Fridays, but throughout the week. Uh, and the name of the Facebook is Sight Every Friday okay. and right. we will put information on there and Ms. Summers if you would put your information we may have some people in the Charlotte area that may need your services uh, so we would definitely like for you to be on there and thanks again Carrie do you have any last words you would like to leave with us well, I think as you know, in this time and as with most times or sometimes when you're feeling depressed and overwhelmed, I think it's really important to recognize that this is just a period in your life. That that however you are feeling right now and whatever ch- challenges you face right now, life is not static. Things change. And so I think you need to recognize that maybe whatever is on your plate right now or however difficult things may be, it is not going to be this way forever and that it is a process. Getting yourself back to a better place is a process that just takes one step at a time instead of looking at the overwhelming. If you take the whole situation as a whole and you look at it, you can be so overwhelmed, but just if you can break things down and just take small steps every day in a positive direction, then, you know, a few weeks, a couple months down the road, your life can look completely differently. So that's kind of the last the last thoughts I'd like to leave us with today. Ms. Summers? Yes, I would, would you- totally... Oh, I'm sorry, I was going to say, I would totally agree with Carrie, and one of the things I teach my clients to say is, I know I didn't wake up this morning for life to be the same as it has been every day. Um, that, you know, my waking up this morning is a gift. My waking up today is a sign that I can win today. So what can I do differently to win today? And just breaking it up into small steps and taking small steps, it makes a, it makes a huge difference. Cool. Thanks again. And by the way, ladies, before we bring this show to an end, I knew that there was something out there, and somebody just sent me a chat, and the person said the name of that is called a coffee, and it is called, wait a minute, one second, it's called Magic Power Coffee, and they have a website, and it's magicpowercoffeeclub.com. 
<laughs> oh, there's a club. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine getting all your friends together and everybody drinking their coffee together? <laughs> By the way, Carrie, we're going to have brunch over here, and the drinks will be coffee, tea, and orange juice. I hope you can attend. <laughs> you are oh, welcome you- too, Dustin. <laughs> Stay away from the coffee. <laughs> Oh, it was a pleasure today, as always. Absolutely. Thanks again. And Carrie, taking us out. Oh, absolutely. I hope everybody has a wonderful week, a fabulous, a fabulous time this weekend. Um, peace and love to everybody, and we look forward to seeing you guys next week. This has been Sight with Sherelle Hicks and Carrie Nickel, produced and pro- produced and broadcast by Zeus Radio for Here Women Talk. <laughs>